Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. I am your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Patricia Rezzatello. Patricia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. I know you've got some really cool stuff going on in your business. Let's go back in time first. How did you get started? Well, I guess we'd have to go back quite a ways. Um, I grew up watching my dad run a business right in our front yard. Uh, what business occurred in the front yard? And it wasn't a lemonade stand, I presume. It was not a lemonade stand. It was a greenhouse. He had a greenhouse. He sold bedding plants. He sold flowers. He filled um, cemetery boxes. So for like Memorial Day, everybody okay. has. Um, in the winter, he would have he would have poinsettias at Christmas time. So I'm forever in love with poinsettias and big, huge fuchsia baskets that hung on the side of our house gorgeous stuff so that was my first taste and it was just I always assumed that this was how people normal people functioned <laughs> little did you know okay so you saw dad set an example as an entrepreneur and then what what how did tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey it, it's it's been quite a long one I've been in and out of MLMs I've started so many little businesses that didn't go anywhere because I had no clue what I was doing. In the 90s, I was driving taxi. I would have downtime. I can't read the newspaper. I'm sorry. Uh, novels, you get just you just get engrossed in it, and then the dispatcher comes with a call. And so it, I couldn't do that. So I started picking up business books at the library, and I would read them. And then as I'm driving around town, it's like, oh, look at that empty spot. What could a person build there, you know? What kind of business could I put into this this abandoned, this empty place? All right. So that's how you started getting inspiration, looking for opportunity where others saw vacant lots or problems. Um, what? Tell us a little bit about the business you've got now. I'm a marketing coach and consultant, and I I take little businesses that have no idea how to market, um, and I turn them into a, a beautiful thing that is fantastic so how did you learn marketing in order to be able to do it for others well a thousand failed ventures of my own (laughs) Um, that's where it started and 
Eventually, you figured out something that worked. I found I found things that worked. I got into coaching as a client, and I was running up against things. And my coach said, "Oh, you need to read this book by Dan Kennedy." And oh my God, it just opened up this whole new world, you know. And then I went to a boot camp, and I met people that were, you know, like me, and invited me into their group, and I got to rub elbows with really skilled, really intelligent, really smart marketers. You know, I just kept trying and applying little things here and, you know, getting on webinars and learning a little bit of something and trying to apply it. And even if I couldn't afford to buy it, you know, you can get on the webinar and you can learn at least the concept of. And after you've gotten some, some skill under your belt, you can get on some of those webinars and just do the stuff yourself. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you were given a book by Dan Kennedy, the words that changed my life, changed yours. Uh, you started learning direct response marketing and started applying it to things and getting, seeing something that actually worked and getting more successful. Um, what was the first business you applied it to that worked, that it worked for? The first business where it really worked was in 2017 and I'd written a book for myself and then I realized that other people, you know, this was something that I could do for people. I could help them with. I plotted it out. I, I got one client and it was a, it was a real blast working with her. She was so ambitious and she, it just had such fascinating stuff that she was doing. What and type then, of business was she in? She runs a school for equestrians and what she teaches in the school is how to massage horses. How to massage horses. I did not know this was a niche or a business. This is fascinating. It is. It is. Horses have all the same problems, you know, mechanically, structurally that people do. And in fact, they have a few more because typically the people who ride them don't know how to ride very well. So they, you know, end up, you know, injuring them really, especially over, you know, however many years of, bad riding it's, it's going to be structurally damaging and the way that she's different is she teaches she actually really teaches the biomechanics of the horse and you don't get the you don't get that in most of the other equine massage programs it's just you know these are the muscles go rub them <laughs> and uh so she ends up getting a lot of students in from many of the other programs because they don't teach them enough so what Dan Kennedy marketing strategies did you apply to an equestrian massage business? Well, first off, we wrote her a book that positioned her as the authority in the field, which is what she needed. She'd had one student who went through her course, a two-week course, ripped off her, her study aids, <laughs> was now selling oh my God. You know, horse massage training herself. The first goal was to position her. Okay, and so you wrote a book, and then I, I presume there was some marketing of the book? Yeah, we've been we've been working with her on the marketing of the book. She's found that having these things has really expanded the opportunities that she's able to not just take advantage of, but you know, that, that are created because she's, you know, seen as an authority. Awesome. And what has um what has the book and the marketing strategies that you've done and what has that done for her business? It's opened up some really interesting doors. Some really interesting doors. She's um getting more clients, higher your prices, more speaking gigs. Yeah, all of that, definitely. Awesome. All right. So you applied it for her. It worked. Um, it sounds like are you? Uh, it sounds like it's still working. 
And then the, you said you wrote a book for yourself. What was that book? It was on how to how to build your business as an equestrian, you know, an equestrian business. And I laid out, you know, principles of, I don't know, standards. So then did that build you a niche serving equestrian businesses? I had already kind of built myself a niche there. Are you also an equestrian yourself or did you just luck on to this woman? <laughs> uh, I, I was infected with horses at, at, at like nine years old. So Okay. So you turned your passion into profits. Yes, I did. Awesome. That is great. Congratulations. So then um, you've seen, I believe you serve other types of clients besides equestrians. Is that correct? I certainly do. I do. I do. So talk a little um, bit about how you branched out after becoming queen of horse massage. <laughs> Actually, I'm also specializing in the accounting industry. So CPAs, accountants, bookkeepers, enrolled agents, these people, have, and they are very good at what they do. Most of them would really rather just kind of be in the office and, you know, doing the stuff than marketing. They, they, they want to do the technical work. Yeah, they tend to be technicians and the marketing is terrifying. And I think most of them would rather do dental work. Got it. Okay. So how did you expand from equestrian to accounting? Well, it goes back to the book writing service. I realized that most of the people that I was connecting with, you know, prospects for this, they didn't have the $3,000 I know. It, it's, okay, so it's after minimal. you did the book for the equestrian, you started offering the done for you book services at three thousand, which I would Dan and I would both tell you is completely way too cheap. But keep going. It was way too cheap, but it was the upper limits of my comfort zone. Not at the time, I understand. Okay, I'm with and you. And after the first one, I was like, "Oh, this is way too cheap." I found that at that price point, and the people that I was connecting with, they didn't have that kind of money. They didn't have that kind of cash flow in their business. The second problem that I found was they didn't know what to do with the book once they had it, which is so they need some of that marketing stuff. Right. They weren't good at marketing in the first place. And so I thought, well, I'm going to have to set up a coaching program and it's going to have to have all of these different things in it. You know, I had just all this stuff kind of sketched out in my head and there was so much, it was overwhelming. And I'm like, never going to happen. And then I found an opportunity to have that coaching program set up for me. I've jumped in with both feet a little intrepidly at first, but um, sometimes it takes us a while to get our feet underneath us. And that it ended up leading into the accounting industry. I've been able to connect with a good number of them. I am still kind of putting my marketing system together. So I, I know pieces of it and I don't have it all connected yet. It's a process. Congratulations. That's quite a interesting success story in transition. Are the accountants easier or harder to get to listen to you than the horses? Well, they're people and they deal with numbers all the time. So numbers don't intimidate them. Numbers intended intimidate most people. Money intimidates most people. And it doesn't seem to intimidate them. A lot of them have clients who are very wealthy. So the idea of money and a lot of money doesn't intimidate them. Awesome. It is an awesome thing. The challenge that I have faced working on is connecting with, it's not that difficult to connect with them. What I find challenging is figuring out who specifically within that whole big industry that I want to connect with what my offer needs to be, limiting myself to just one offer for a while until I'm established and then, you know, saying, oh, and we could also do this or this and this instead of 
coming at them with everything right and, and not having a good marketing message okay what do you like best about what you do i love working with people who take what i do what i give them and just run with it and they apply it to their business and they're like oh wow i see where this is going oh my gosh and they come up with a lead magnet they come up with a book they come up with you know some hook that is just lights them up I can and, see your and passion. Helping them find that lit up space again. It's just. All right. That is um, with all of the success you've achieved on your amazing journey. Um, have you written your own book? Not about yourself, about what you've done. Not yet. Working on it. I am working on it. I haven't actually sat down and started writing, but I have a personal challenge that I've in overcoming. I actually didn't know what it was until about four or five years ago. You live your whole life under this one assumption and then all of a sudden everything changes and you're like, oh, well that explains a lot of things. All right. Well, good luck with that. We hope that works well for you. Um, what are, what it, for our listeners, I, I, I don't know, but I don't think we have any equestrian massage folks, but I know that we probably do have accountants. Um, for our accountants who are interested in learning more about what you're doing, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and connect with you? A very good place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. The challenge with that is spelling my last name. We will put a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes um, to make it easier for them, along with the correct spelling of your last name. Is there anything, it's been a fascinating interview. Anything else you want to show that I didn't think to ask you that we didn't get to cover? I see a lot of accountants especially. And they, they could be CPAs, they could be, you know, just regular accountants, bookkeepers. And the biggest thing that they fail to do is to differentiate their business. Mm. You ask them, what makes you different? And they say, I care about my clients. They say, I'm honest. I'm sorry, but I really should hope so. I mean, that's, that's kind of a given. I hope if you're in the industry that you care about your clients and that you're honest. What you need is something that really makes you stand out, specializing in an industry. So for example, there's, I've, I've noticed a few CPAs who are now specializing in marijuana sales. I, I would assume that they're working on the, doing the coach, keeping the books kosher for those companies. They're not specializing. Yes. In, right. I'm they're not selling it, but right. they specialize in businesses that do sell it. Got it. That makes there a lot more sense. There are CPAs and businesses that specialize in like cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, mm -hmm. those things. It's a very specialized industry that has special needs. Another one that I've seen that's very beneficial to the clients is doing like a fractional CFO type of business. So this is where your CPA comes in and you've got a small business. You can't afford to hire a C CFO chief financial officer and yep. you wouldn't even really benefit from the whole thing because it'd be more than you need. But you have a CPA who comes in and does this for you on just a part-time kind of basis. And it can make a real difference in a small business. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we will have everyone connect with you, Patricia Resitello on LinkedIn, as well as giving them a link to your website. We greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 
727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch sheet. sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.